Hello, hello. Welcome back to Astrology by Janae, the podcast. I am your host, Janae Anthony. And before we get started, I just want to encourage you to follow me on social media because I I have another huge announcement coming up this week and I am so excited to share this news with you. So just, you know, go ahead, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Janae Astrology and on Facebook and everywhere else by searching for Astrology by Janae the podcast or visiting my website at astrologybyjanae.com. My news will be announced super soon. I am so excited for this opportunity and that is all I will say for right now. In the meantime, how about you and I dive into the astrology for the week of August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Starting out strong on Monday, we have the moon in Aquarius making a sextile with Mars and Aries at 27 degrees of Aquarius and Aries respectively. Now, this is actually all that happens on Monday. On Monday, the day of the moon, we have the moon sextiling Mars, you know, a rather strong Mars. So, this is a great invigorating energy, right? Like a sextile to Mars is the type of Mars energy that we want to tap into because, you know, sextiles are pretty controlled and, you know, we have to make a conscious effort to tap into that if that is the energy that we want to utilize. And so the best way to use this energy on Monday is, you know, to just exert yourself in some way. Not overexert yourself, but you know, just push out your energy into the world and go forward in the way that you want to be moving because there really isn't anything else stopping you. And I don't know, I feel a little weird saying that because of course (laughs) Mars is still closely uh, square Saturn, but you know, it's not the day that the aspect is going exact, right? The exact aspect for Monday is the moon's sextile to Mars. And so that is like the most potent energy, right? If we think about the planetary energies going on, think about like a glass of water mixed with, I don't know, some oil, and then you got some rocks in there. The rocks will be a at the very bottom of your glass. The water will be in the middle and the oil will be on the top surface and you can just skim that surface and take the oily energy of Mars sextile, of the moon sextile Mars and, you know, use that energy, or not the energy, but use that oil to lube up and start going. (laughs) That is a very weird metaphor. I don't know why I am including such odd imagery in these episodes lately, but hey, that that's what we're getting for me. Um, so yeah, anyways, Monday is a pretty easy flowing day. There's not a lot of, you know, challenging aspects in the sky that are exact and perfect at the moment, right? They have separated a little bit in terms of, you know, Mars and Saturn. They're going in opposite directions as of now. <laughs> Will not last forever, but as of now, 
you know, some of that tension is starting to ease up and, you know, we have a little bit more leeway than we did last week. So we should enjoy this brief window of opportunity because it definitely will not last. Um, So yeah, that is Monday and that leads us to Tuesday. On Tuesday, we have another pretty easygoing day, not a lot of stuff happening on Tuesday either. We will have the moon entering Pisces, and along with that shift, we have Mercury and Virgo trining Pluto and Capricorn. So yes, again, I would say that this is another really surprisingly nice day, right? There, again, not too many challenges, at least not happening on Tuesday, but, you know, we do have to avoid getting lost in the energy because um, the moon in Pisces, which is, you know, gearing up to be a full moon, um, but the moon in Pisces is this, you know, this fantastic energy where we want to daydream and see the best of everything and just you know, drink, eat, and make merry, right? (laughs) That is some true, um, some true Pisces moon energy, especially the drinking bit. Um, But on Tuesday, we're really being asked not to go overboard on that and try to stay grounded with this Mercury-Pluto trine going on. Whenever Mercury and Pluto get together, um... It's like an instant bullshit detector or, you know, an instant uh, lie detector, right? There is no way to deceive Mercury Pluto. (laughs) And the moon in Pisces um, can be deceptive, yes, but it's more, not necessarily deception, but more uh, a naivete, if you will, where Pisces energy can overlook some of the difficulties around it or some of the important details of the situation because Pisces is too concerned with, you know, ethereal things. Pisces is not a grounded concrete energy at all. And so on Tuesday, to balance that out, we have this beautiful earth energy keeping us in check. So, you know, like have your drink. I know who you are, Pisces. I know you want that drink, so have your drink. But also, you know, make sure that um, you're being responsible with it because Pluto, (laughs) Pluto will not allow you to be irresponsible. Pluto will show you consequences if you choose to be irresponsible. Um, So yeah, again, like I said, it's not It's not challenging, though. It's like easy breezy, beautiful astrology. (laughs) And, you know, we're just flowing through the day, just, you know, riding along the motions of the planets. And that's Tuesday. And let's see what's in store on Wednesday. So Wednesday is our full moon in Pisces day. I am very curious what this full moon will bring to light in my life. And you should be curious what it'll bring to light in your life too, because Pisces full moon energy is, you know, a lot. It can be so creative and inspired. It can also be, um, you know, just a lot. (laughs) 
Pisces full moon can be a lot because there is so much water, so much feeling that it might be a little overwhelming if we don't stay grounded with the Virgo energy of the full moon, right? Because if we think of what a full moon is, it's an opposition between the sun and the moon. And if the moon is in Pisces, that means the sun is in Virgo and can ground us with reality with the details of whatever it is we need to know. And so to see how this will affect you personally, you'll really want to look at where Pisces falls in your chart. What house is Pisces in your natal chart? And more specifically, if you have any planets around 10 degrees of the mutable signs, you will really feel this new moon um, because this moon is at 10 degrees. Did I say new? I always mess it up, but this full moon is at 10 degrees of the mutable signs. And so when you have a personal planet or point that is, you know, somehow involved with this full moon configuration, that just means that you'll be more sensitive to it and you'll feel it more than if you don't have any personal planets or points conjunct or, you know, aspecting the full moon in, in any way. So yes, even if the full moon isn't personally interacting with your chart, that doesn't mean you won't feel it, right? Everyone is affected by a full moon. It can either boost you or drain you, just depending on where you are in your current life cycle. But, you know, when we think about this full moon, we have to also take note that Uranus is so closely involved with this uh, full moon, right? We have you know, the sun in Taurus, not the sun in Taurus, the sun in Virgo, trining Uranus in Taurus, and moon sextiling Uranus in Taurus. So there, this, this full moon is very Uranian in the sense that there might be an element of an unexpected surprise or revelation, right? Something surprising coming to light. Um, especially with those Pisces themes like um, creativity and spirituality and, you know, just <laughs> how we choose to escape our everyday lives. We might suddenly realize something about that medium of choice, right? Um, let's see, what would be the ideal? Um, the ideal outcome of the situation is like you find out that your favorite art author is releasing a new book, right? That would be amazing. Full moon in Pisces conjoined, or not conjoined, but um, configured to Uranus type energy. Like, I gotta be watching out for my favorite authors. Um, this could also just be, you know, surprising news in general, <laughs> because the full moon tends to bring to light things that were not known before. So maybe there will be exciting news. I didn't specifically mention what day my news is coming out, but hey, it might line up. You never know. <laughs> um, so pay attention to like your favorite people who inspire you to escape reality a little bit because there might be something surprising about what they're up to. Along with this full moon, we also have Venus and Cancer opposing Saturn and Capricorn. 
And this is another one of those energies that can keep us grounded, right? That can keep us tethered to the earth without, or will keep us tethered to the earth while we have all this crazy full moon stuff going on. And Venus Saturn is about, you know, Venus Saturn is the hugest reality check that you will receive, right? Um, Venus likes to just enjoy the pleasures of life and, you know, will just do whatever Venus can do to feel good and have fun. And Saturn comes all up in here like, hey, Venus, you gotta, you, you gotta start taking care of some of those responsibilities. And so, you know, this is a great way to really get in touch with, you know, the things we are doing in our lives that you know, are making us feel good and seeing if we are being realistic and responsible with those types of things that we enjoy doing, right? Just an, just an example, if you drink a whole bunch of tequila to have fun, maybe that's not necessarily the most responsible thing to do if you have to be up at 6.30 in the morning for work the next day, right? Um, so on Wednesday, we really will be asked to examine this stuff. And even though, right, we have, um, we have Venus moving through those late degrees of Cancer and we have this beautiful full moon in Pisces and there's all this water energy, there's also a whole lot of Earth energy going on at the same time, right? We have a planet in every earth sign, which means there is no way to not be grounded. We can try to escape into our imagination as much as we want, as much as this full moon in Pisces is pulling us to do. We can try, but <laughs> we cannot escape reality because reality is just, it's weighing on us, man, right? There is no way to just run away from things. You cannot run away from responsibility, especially this year when, you know, the state of reality is so stark, it's impossible to ignore. And so um, every time we have anything aspecting Saturn in Capricorn or anything in Capricorn like Pluto or Jupiter, like we'll just be thrown so far back down to reality. So if you are out of touch, it might be painful, right? Because oppositions are not inherently easy aspects to go through. Um, but if you are being realistic and you do have, you know, a irresponsible mindset, then it won't be as difficult for you, but you might still, still feel the pull of responsibility. Also, what we have going on on Wednesday is we have the moon continuing to move through Pisces. And as she does that, she will sextile Jupiter and Capricorn, right? That same energy of being tethered to reality again. And the moon will also conjoin Neptune and Pisces. Now, the moon conjunct Neptune and Pisces has nothing to do with reality. Uranus, not Uranus. 
Neptune will not give you reality if you begged Neptune to give you reality, right? You do not see what is whenever Neptune is involved. You only see and sense what might be, what could be, what you wish it were, but the truth of the situation is never clear if Neptune is involved, right? But the good thing about this is that like I said, we have so many tethers to reality with Pisces being configured to all of these Earth signs, right? And especially with the moon recently, you know, aspecting a planet in Capricorn, probably the most realistic of the Earth signs, we don't have to worry so much about being lost. There might be a temptation to just follow a whim or follow a fantasy, but you know, things are too real right now and we understand that, you know, we just can't, <laughs> we can't do that because there are bigger things that are more important than our fantasies and our imagination, right? There is life <laughs> to deal with and that is what we have to contend with on Wednesday. Let's see what's in store on Thursday. Thursday, we still have this energy in the Pisces-Virgo axis with Capricorn involved, right? Because as the moon moves closer to the end of the sign of Pisces, she will start to sextile those late degree Capricorn planets, right? The previous day it was Jupiter. And on Thursday, it will be Pluto and Saturn. And whereas Jupiter gives a gentle nudge back to reality, Pluto and Saturn will shove you down into reality and step on you and make sure that you stay in reality. And so it's better just to, you know, already be down on the ground so the fall doesn't hurt that much, if you will, right? There is no need to fight against Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, you know? They're gonna win, so just let them win. <laughs> um, and at the same time that that's happening, we have Mercury, well, we have Moon opposing Mercury in Virgo. And while this opposition is happening, we also have Mercury trining Saturn in Capricorn. So, you know, there is this such grounded energy between these, you know, two dignified planets, right? We have Mercury in domicile and exaltation in Virgo, as well as Saturn in Capricorn. And they are connecting with each other and they are loving it because Virgo is, or Mercury is in Virgo doing his thing, you know, getting all those details, you know, outlining all this information and passing it along to Saturn so Saturn can make that information concrete and we can start moving on with the plan and building on top of that. And so the moon being involved in this conversation is just, you know, bringing a little bit of fun and a little bit of, you know, a little bit of ease to it because you know earth signs they can be you know focused in a sense where they have a goal in mind and that goal is the only thing that matters and the moon in pisces will help to relax that energy a little bit 
And so even though Pluto and Saturn threw us down to reality on Thursday, you know, we might end up landing on a soft pillow and this fluff, this fluffy pillow that we land on helps to inspire us to decorate the rest of our space, right? And this can be a great energy to carry with us throughout the day because while we have all those other aspects going on that I just talked about, as the moon gears up to leave Pisces, she will make a trine to Venus in Cancer. And this is a beautiful aspect. I always say that whenever Venus and moon can see each other, especially these aspects, right, where we have Venus in Cancer, right, the moon sign, and the moon in Pisces, the sign of Venus's exaltation, and they are trining each other, and they love this conversation that they're having. They can just, you know, get together, talk about all of those moon Venus things that they love to talk about, and um, it's not completely detached from reality, and so that means that we can actually feel good for a little bit on Thursday because we get through all the work we need to do. And at the end of the day, not in terms of time, but in terms of this metaphor, at the end of the day, we have this nice little reward waiting for us because the moon did her work and Venus is there to, you know, sit down in a comfy chair and have a glass of wine and just you know, eat and connect and be happy. <laughs> that is how the moon will end its trek through through Pisces. And then she'll enter Aries, which, you know, is neither here nor there. Not her favorite place, not her least favorite place. Um, but yes, as we have the moon entering Aries, we will really tap into this you know, forward motion type of energy where, you know, Aries is the cardinal earth, the cardinal earth, Aries is the cardinal fire sign. And so there is a lot of inspiration to just go and go forward and, you know, just move. You got to move somehow with the moon in Aries. And, you know, after a pretty lax day, We'll, we'll get this energy boost and we'll want to have some sort of way to expel this energy so that it just doesn't stay, you know, cramped up inside of our bodies and we get cranky or anxious and start taking it out on people. That's what we don't want to happen. So yeah, that's how Thursday ends and that will lead us to Friday. On Friday, we have the moon moving through Aries, which it just entered the previous day. And, you know, Venus is gearing up to move out of Cancer. But before she does, she will square Mars in Aries. <laughs> right? Like I was talking about with the moon entering Aries, this Venus square to Mars is even, you know, it poses even more of a risk of bottled up emotions um, being taken out on other people in aggressive or irritating ways, right? Because, 
Cancer, of course, is all about our feelings and the emotions we have. And Venus there is how we want to feel good in our emotions and our, you know, and in our environments. And when Mars and Aries comes and challenges that, it it's not it's not a fun time. Like we can agree, <laughs> Mars square Venus is not fun. It can be a very dynamic energy, a very sexual energy, a very procreative type of energy, but it could also just straight up be art. It could also straight up be arguing with your partner or, you know, with a loved one. And, you know, that's never a good time. So it'll be really important to tap into the energy of Mercury and Virgo that will be sextiling Venus at the same time that Venus is squaring Mars. And because Mercury and Mars are not having this conversation with each other, they're just individually having conversations with Venus, it really is up to Venus to navigate the situation and make sure that everybody comes out unscathed. Right? Because Venus is about harmony and diplomacy and bringing people and things and situations together in a beautiful way. That is all that Venus wants. Venus just wants to be happy. <laughs> and so uh, the square to Mars will definitely challenge that. But by really assessing the situation, ironing out the details of what is actually happening, why is this person actually mad at me? What are the things that happened that led us to this moment, right? And once we understand that, once we understand the small nitty gritty details of the situation, we're able to come to a consensus and we're able to navigate the situation and make it into not so much of a problem, right? It's um, a great day to, you know, squash some of the beef, right? You don't need to fight forever. A little bit of peace would be nice. And this is a great day for making peace. So we can just chill out on Friday and that will lead us into the weekend. Saturday, Saturday <laughs> is not a fun day, right? We have the moon moving throughout Aries, inching up closer and closer and closer until she eventually starts to square all of those planets in late Capricorn. And if the moon is squaring those planets in late Capricorn, that means she is conjunct Mars. And we all know that the Mars square the planets in Capricorn is not a fun story. And it's equally not as fun when we have the moon activating this square, right? All of these troubling aspects will be triggered and it will cause pain and stress and anxiety and oh it's not the type of thing that i like to talk about but <laughs> because i like to be positive and optimistic but you can't be that way all the time not when you have the moon with mars squaring the shit in capricorn that is not the time for optimism but anyways, 
I'll try. I'll still try to put my optimistic Janae spin on it. <laughs> the way to tap into this and use it in a constructive way is to, you know, really get your get yourself going. This energy will kick your butt into shape like a drill sergeant who is being just terribly, terribly hard on you and teaching you structure and forcing you to work out, right? You know, that is not a fun process. Nobody wants to be constantly yelled at as they're doing push-ups. Um, but after enough time, you come to appreciate that because of the amount of growth and the amount of strength that you acquire by going through such a challenging situation. And so Saturday is a great way to, you know, start building some strength. <laughs> and that is what I will say about that. And so as this cardinal stuff is happening, we also have more cardinal stuff happening as Mercury ends its trek through Virgo and enters Libra. I always enjoy a sign ingress, but Mercury leaving Virgo and going into Libra is not the best ingress that there could be, right? Mercury is moving from this very you know, greatly dignified place into, you know, just an, an all right place for Mercury. And plus, <laughs> it's a cardinal sign and nobody enjoys being in the cardinal signs right now. Um, but any, anyways, Mercury and Libra can be a great type of energy to really tap into some of that peacemaking and diplomacy energy that we were experiencing on Friday, we can really bring that out on Saturday. And perhaps, you know, whatever challenges, whatever arguments happened, we can come to a place where we actually can, you know, weigh out our options and figure out how to move forward in the best sort of way. Because, of course, Libra wants everything to be fair for everyone involved, and Mercury is how we communicate. And so how we speak to the people we care about might be a little bit more fair than it was when we were screaming at them. And so as we start to make peace, that will lead us into Sunday. Sunday, we have another pretty all right ingress happening, right? We have Venus moving out of Cancer and moving into Leo. I mean, I personally love Leo. Great energy. Good on you, Leo. But Venus is kind of indifferent to Leo. Venus would much rather stay in Cancer. Were it not for all of, you know, that shit show stuff happening in the other cardinal signs, Venus would probably choose to stay in Cancer forever. <laughs> um, but anyways, Venus gets to escape that cardinal clusterfuck and move into sunny Leo. Now, Venus in Leo is just bright. It's romance. It's fun. It's creative. And I love it. <laughs> Um, so if my boyfriends don't start romancing me during Venus and Leo, I'm going to have some stuff to say about that because Venus and Leo is a great time for romance. 
What else is happening on Sunday? We also have the moon who is also escaping the clusterfuck of the late cardinal signs and moving into Taurus. And you know, this is kind of cool because Venus and the moon are kind of doing this together. We have Venus entering Leo and then the moon entering Taurus. And you know, the moon loves being in Taurus. The moon would much rather be in Taurus than Aries. And, you know, it's interesting because, right, the moon and Venus are kind of making this trek into the fixed signs together. And, of course, that means they will be squaring. And, you know, the moon kind of enjoys this more than Venus does because the moon likes being able to see Venus when the moon is in Taurus, right? Because... Taurus is ruled by Venus. Um, but Venus doesn't really have anything to say about that. She's kind of like, leave me alone and let me shine. And so that's where some of this tension can come in with this aspect is where the moon is just feeling so good and so loving and stable and just wants to um, connect and, you know, enjoy things together. <laughs> Venus wants to do all of that, but with herself. <laughs> and that's where the tension can come in on Sunday, where we have, you know, this need to express and just enjoy each other's company. But at the same time, we want to feel ourselves. <laughs> and you could hear that by how I was explaining Venus and Leo and how my boyfriends better start paying attention to me, right? <laughs> Venus and Leo will want all the attention and, you know, when somebody constantly wants attention, it doesn't feel that good for the other person. So it can also be a very fun energy today um, because it is remarkably better than the other energy <laughs> from uh, from Saturday. Uh, but yeah, that is what we have going on on Sunday. And, you know, that's the end of the week. Not too much happening, but at the same time, some pretty major planetary shifts along with a full moon. So I guess I can't really say there's not a lot happening, but certain days were definitely more active than other days. And I think this is a beautiful week. We have you know, some difficult times to be expected, but also some nice moments sprinkled in there as well. Um, so yeah, that's the end of our week. And that is the end of this episode. As always, follow me on social media. I dropped my stuff at the top of the show. I might as well just say it again. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Janae Astrology. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Astrology by Janae. And also, be sure to stay up to date with what I'm doing by visiting my website, astrologybyjanae.com. Also, <laughs> if you miss my news during the week, which you shouldn't because you are following me on all of my social media, so you will definitely find out, um, stay tuned for next week because I will for sure be talking about my announcement next week at the top of the podcast. In the meantime, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode. I really enjoy being in your ears. <laughs> of course, I had to say it in a weird way. Um, being more concise than last week, but still being weird. 
Thanks, Janae. Um, anyways, I've enjoyed the time we've spent together exploring the astrology for the upcoming week, and I can't wait till we can do this again next week. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode.